When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to TC Live. It's our one-hour pregame show on this Tuesday at the BNP Paribas Open. Everyone's in action. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Safe Light. It's been said what makes the desert beautiful is that somewhere it hides a well, or in this case, Indian Wells, a flourishing oasis we call tennis paradise. The first quarterfinal spots up for grabs as March Madness rages on in the desert. Looking at our safe light order of play, all the stars are out today. Terrific Tuesday. Coco Golf first up on Stadium 2. Medvedev Zverev on Stadium 1. Taylor Fritz follows them. And then it's the top-ranked American, Jesse Pagula and Petra Kvitova. In the night session, Carlos Alcaraz first up. How about Iga Sviantek and Emirata Kanu in a battle of major champions? Here's what's coming up over the next hour on the big show. Top seed Iga Sviantek shaken but not stirred last night. Battling through some rough patches to knock off a former Indian Wells champ. Plus a milestone victory for Spanish teenager Carlos Alcaraz, who joined some legendary company for having the fastest start in ATP history. And decades after Borg, Wielander, and Edberg were major champs, John Wertheim details the current Scandinavian resurgence in today's edition of Unstrung. Out on the practice courts, getting ready. Francis Tiafo hasn't dropped more than three games in a set so far. He's given some serious locked-in tones on the court, getting ready to face Marton Fucevic. And his United Cup teammate, Jesse Pagula, looking for some revenge from that event against Petra Kvitova. Pagula has made the quarterfinals at five straight hardcourt 1,000-level tournaments. As always, you can find us inside Stadium One, just behind those windows there. If you're in Stadium Plaza, give us a little wave as we bring you on in to the BMW Tennis Channel Desk special day. We're going four wide. Steve Weissman, Chanda <laughs> Rubin, Prakash Amitraj, and for the first time in studio, we got the Hall of Famer Andy yeah. Roddick. I just feel like this is where I always should have been, and I don't know why it hasn't happened yet, Steve. <laughs> we are so excited and pumped to have you here. I am excited. It's good to be back on site. I haven't been here in close to a decade, and it's great. You guys look even better than you do through <laughs> like a Zoom screen. This is amazing. You, you, you got me feeling a little, uh, little sensitive this morning. You know, you, you got us all covered up. Andy's coming out with the polo, the Tennis Channel polo. Did you get a little pumped no, before I, but, you came but in? But first, first, good. first thing I did was go like this just to make sure those were real. Like, you can never tell these days on TV, you know? Well, speaking of real, I'm just happy you're real. You're finally with us in person, and I have been asking for this. You are yeah. real. But, Andy, if it doesn't work out, you can always Zoom from your hotel room. I, 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 I guess. <laughs> Very close. I, I get no, no Twitter today. Why are you doing this from your basement, dude? <laughs> It'll be fun. He exists. The Hall of Famer exists. All right. It's going to be a fun show. We may not get to everything because we got four of us just chatting the whole time. Let's start, though, with the two former Indian Wells winners. Bianca Andreescu won the title as a 19-year-old wild card four years ago. And the world number one, Iga Sviantek, hoping to become just the second woman to defend this title. 
Shviatek has already won 14 sets at love or one this year, Chanda. She would face more of a challenge, though, from the Canadian. Yeah, Shviatek immediately down a break, but was able to very quickly get the break back with that shot and took the lead, got break points of her own here, but had to massage the ball a little bit more, had to be a little more strategic, a little hop, helping that ball to drop in. Shviatek would take that first set. But in the second, Andrescu able to turn things around. She plays a very dynamic style of tennis. She can mix it up. She can hit with slice. She can hit angles. And that started giving Shviantek some problems. Andrescu would be up 40-15 in this game, but could not close it out. That move into the net, and did that drop in? Amazing shot from Shviantek. Was able to get it to the tie break. But Shviantek, again, took control, got a great start in the tie break. Andrescu was seemed to be a little against the wind here, so it was tough for her to really get through the court, and Shviantek was able to take advantage of that and was able to clinch it pretty one-sidedly in the tiebreaker. This was a terrific battle over two hours. Higa broke five times, now a tour-leading 14th straight straight set win. Bianca can change the rhythm pretty well, and um, on the surface, it can get tough, but I'm pretty happy that I was solid um, most of times, at least. Um, and I could really be really composed in the tiebreaker because I really knew that I can get my focus up. And yeah, I'm, I'm even glad that I had a chance to kind of play under pressure a little bit more and see how I'm going to cope with that. Finally, under pressure, she still hasn't played a three-set match all year. Uh, I know you're a big fan of the Andrescu game. What would you make of that match? Yeah, I, I thought she looked good, and I, I'm just happy she's back, healthy, seemed like mentally she's able to get the reps week after week after week without worrying if we're going to see her for a month, right? So uh, props to Bianca for, for playing a, a, great, a great match, making the adjustment. And the one thing that I'm seeing with Fiatsuk, with the people that are able to extend her in sets, and listen, we're nitpicking because she's still won in straight sets, but playing against her movement, she is such a dynamic mover, but when you have people who are that fast and that athletic, they tend to commit to their movement very hard, which is a net plus, but you're able to beat them against their movement sometimes, and Andrescu was doing that uh, with some down-the-line shots there in that second set, but Shviatek knows that, adjusts, and we're, we're seeing kind of genius at work in real time. A lot, a lot of positives to take away. I mean, we talked about it on the desk yesterday, how BB has the game to be able to trouble Shviatek, and we saw that. Now it's just a matter of how long can you keep that up. I mean, keeping that up over two to three sets against Iga, very tough, especially on a court this slow, but I think a lot of stuff for her to take away and build from as she moves forward. Yeah, it was just great to see Bianca Andreescu playing that type of tennis again. And we need her in the women's game. She's such an interesting player, different style. You know, she can mix it up. And when you see how well she played against Fiontech, I mean, those are the type of matchups you want. So hopefully she can stay healthy uh, and we'll continue to see her more out on court this season. And it's going to be a good one tonight. Iga taking on another former major champion in Emma Raducanu. We'll talk about that one later. But speaking of major champs and former world number ones, it was a milestone night for 19-year-old Carla. Alcaraz, Andy, looking for his 100th career win. Uh, he's still only 19, taking on Talon Greek. Yeah, court. controversial opinion here for me, but Alcaraz is really good, Steve. Uh, <laughs> and you see the movement. He constantly asks the question, and as we watch the highlights here, look at how far out of the court he gets you. You cannot cover that amount of ground in that little time. The kicker where you have to go eight feet back and then drops the soft one uh, right over the net on the other side. He is so good. Depth there. There's just not much to be done.
the big kick Greek sport fought it off and what do you get for for kind of accomplishing something a winner hit down your throat by uh by Alcaraz this is a little bit of a new wrinkle you don't see him go to that slice back and switching directions maybe getting the pattern that he wants and if you're a Greek sport you're depressed at that point because you hit you stuck a, a, a forehand in the corner Alcaraz comes and hits a clean winner cross court nothing really to be done there but in full flight this is a great surface for him he has not played a ton of tennis to start the year couple weeks down in South America, looks enthused, looks ready, and has to be the favorite on this type of surface uh, early in this one, Steve. Rada coming up with the hot takes early. Carlitos is really good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I think so. He hits the century mark, second only to Johnny Mack on the list of fewest matches to 100 wins among players to reach number one. Look at this list, Shannon, and, and our guy Andy there. Just, just nine matches back uh, of Carlitos. No, I mean, this is just incredible when you look at the Hall of Famers, the names on this list, and, of course, this guy sitting next to us, mm. Andy Roddick, in Lead the eight. thick of it. I, I should be bowing down to you. I'm, I don't respect you enough. Well, the difference is if this was like Jeopardy, it'd be like, name the person who doesn't belong. <laughs> <laughs> that is, no, those, those I like, are I like, I like Carlitos' upside a little <laughs> bit more than I like mine at that point. That, you never know. You never know. Uh, Defending champion, Taylor Fritz, one of three American men left in the draw. First American since uh, Roddick to reach the top five, and he dominated against Sebastian Baez. Yeah, and nice wheels here, the nice six save, and a butte. Uh, listen, this matchup on this court, if Taylor Fritz plays well, it's, it's a mismatch, right? It's a, it's a different weight class. When you're not bringing in the movement of a clay, you're not bringing the slipperiness of, a, of, of another thing. Taylor's going to get his feet under him. Uh, whenever he does, he hits it about as big as anyone in the world. And everyone look away. It just got a little bit violent with that forehand. Taylor in full flight. Obviously, we know how much he loves these courts, this surface. And like that ball like there, pulling it back a little bit, finding and the right ball, it. waiting for it. That back in the line has been a game changer for him to open up and get the patterns that he wants. All cylinders firing for Fritz. Lost just three points on his first serve. Finished with 19 winners. Broke by us six times. Tommy Paul looking to join Fritz in the fourth round. Was Chanda's pick of the day over Hubie Hercotch. Prakash Chanda is never wrong. She certainly is, and look, just a bit of a rough start for Tommy. Didn't play the first set he wanted to. 15 unforced errors, but went aside, got himself together, and got off to a great start here in the second set, moving around well, and a screamer up the line as he said, somebody call the fire department. Able to take that second set, pushes it into a third. Now, crunch time in here. Andy, better call the police. Brother, stole your kick, sir. Comes up with a little hands over there, no look, feel. Close things out. R really strong stuff in the second two sets. Improved his serving as well. Won 80% of the points on his first serve. 70% of his first serves in. And just look nice, calm, and collected in the big moments here. Gets a little revenge for that loss to Hubie. On the yeah, on that. Right. We had violence from Fritz. Burglary from Tommy Paul. Uh, <laughs> TP joined us in studio after. I don't know. The conditions were just not what I expected. It was like super gritty slow i mean we always know that but it's even more so on that court and uh the ball was actually flying off the strings and slowing down it was it was weird but uh yeah i went to went to the bathroom after the first set you know slapped myself around <laughs> said come on man turn it up and then came out with a lot more energy in the second set played played uh my game plan really well and was happy with how it went 
my favorite, my favorite part about the attack thing, he goes, he's talking, you know, I went to the bathroom out of the first set, you know. Uh, like that, that, was, that was it. That was, and then, you know, yeah, yeah no, we, we know what goes on in there, Tommy. Thank you for, for not well, elaborating further. We thought further. we knew. Yeah. Slaps himself right. He's got yeah. Felix Oje Ali Asim. <laughs> tonight what do you make of that one uh, I actually like Tommy Paul I, I think he's come out and he's a he, he, listen he made so much progress the previous two years established himself inside the top 50 became a guy who wins tour events now it's like okay he looks like a top 10 player consistently yeah. he's there every single week I actually like him against Felix tonight I like this court for him it gives him time he can slap that forehand he can go to the bathroom slap himself <laughs> in the face to regain his composure great coaching with the old first set break slap myself around a little bit get some <laughs> momentum against Hubie Hercotch yeah I think I'd like Tommy to come through also I mean Ranking-wise, going to certainly be a bit of an upset. Um, I haven't seen Felix play up to his potential just yet. He's had a couple of struggles there. A previous match, he had a little bit of a little bit of a chin issue as well that he got, got himself into. But um, I think Tommy's moving the ball around well. Not going to let Felix get into a position where he can be the aggressor all the way through. And uh, it's a little little upset. Hmm. Okay. No, I, I actually like Tommy in this one as well. I think I was impressed with the way he was able to turn things around. He had multiple opportunities, got the early break in that first set, and I didn't know about the slapping around, but I was pretty impressed with how he rebounded in that second set and really was able to take it uh, to Hercotch. So I think in this matchup, he's actually got the wheels. He can extend rallies just long enough, maybe get a few more misses from Oje Ali Asim, and he's playing confidently enough when he's inside the court. So I think he's got all the, the weapons in the game to have a slight advantage in this one. I think the UFC has that new slap league. I mean, if he could turn a match around, we, we, may, want, we may want to sign him up, right? Chanda, Chanda picked Tommy Paul yesterday. We will find out because now six for six where those Chanda bucks are going. A lot of pressure. Today, another upset she's picking. She's getting confident right now. Still to come, Battle of the Brits. Jack Draper, he's looked up to Andy Murray his entire life, why he is no longer looking up in the rankings. Plus, John Worthon explaining the resurgence in Scandinavian stars in today's Unstrung. And find out who will deliver today's birthday greeting to Tennis Channel. Could it be Habes? Could it be Coco? Tracy? We'll let you know. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by Safe Light, the vehicle glass experts. When Tennis Channel came along, it was such a unique birth of a new era, uh, an era where you had an entire network dedicated to living and breathing the lifeblood of tennis. Inside stories and the themes from grassroots to people that kind of broke new ground for us. It's wonderful to have a network that's able to be so devoted just to educating all of us. The second thing is me as a tennis fan, as I've watched Tennis Channel evolve and been fortunate enough to become part of the Tennis Channel family, to be able to turn on the TV 24-7, see what's happening, where it's happening, and to get insight from all my peers who live and breathe tennis 24-7. That's all we do. So our job is to soak up all the information that's out there. And, and I think Tennis Channel has been an amazing nesting place for all of us to nurture what we love to do. Happy birthday, Tennis Channel.
H have they had you record your, your bit yet, Andy, or, they, or is that later after the show they're going to put you in a studio to do that? S Steve, I'm just going, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> going, I, I do whatever you tell me most days, so I have no idea. If you tell me I'm doing it, then we're doing it. Kid, kid, kid's a master of improv. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you just, you to send him in, and he just does his thing. I believe you're confusing that with uh, the confuse and conquer method. That's, that's, what we're, that's what we're going for today. We do have some great news to pass along. Our Hall of Fame family teammate, Martina Navratilova, just had her final cancer treatment. So she is headed back home. She's going to join us in Miami for our coverage next week. We'll be back to work. Uh, we cannot wait to see Martina, and we wish her all the best. Send her all our love, and, and it, it's been a rough couple months for her. Yeah, I, I'm so glad to hear that news, and hopefully she's, you know, feeling just a little bit better, and certainly with the last treatment, that is very good signs indeed. We love you, Martina, and we are ready to see you as soon as possible. And even through this entire process, she's been, you know, I'm going to zap this thing, and yeah. she's had that, you know, beautiful determination she's always had, and nothing is going to make us happier than not only to see her, but to see her and Lulu smiling yeah. by, <laughs> by, by their sides in Miami, you know? Yeah, Mar Mar Martina's... Uh, Listen, we're, we're not worried about the grittiness. We're not worried about her attacking a problem. Uh, her, her toughness is unparalleled, and um, it's great to know that she's going to be right back where she belongs on, on the Tennis Channel desk next week. Texted with her this morning. She said she cannot wait to get back to work. We miss you so much, Martina, so uh, we cannot wait to see you once again. And uh, can't wait. One week from, from today, Martina, back to work. She, she just, she's the, the ultimate goat. Time now for today's forecast with Fox Weather. Hi there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Britta Merwin, and here's today's BMP Paribas open forecast. We're looking at the weather in Indian Wells, California. Sure, we have some cloud cover for our tennis pros, but temperature's very comfortable. We're going to be topping off in the mid-70s today. Now, don't forget, you can always download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. All right, still to come, this guy calls himself Velvet Suede. He's going to try and squeeze his entire body through a tennis racket. Why? I don't know, but you got to see it. It's later in the show. Ruben Roddick, Amitraj Weissman back on TC Live leading up to first ball on this Tuesday at Indian Wells. Now 19-year-old Coco Goff coming up top of the hour against Rebecca Peterson. Let's take you back to the Paris Masters last fall. Holger Runa beat Stan Wawrinka, and then at the handshake, Stan called Holger a baby on the court. Runa saved three match points in that first encounter, would go on to win the tournament. Now, the 19-year-old did not forget what the three-time major champ said in Paris, Prakash, but before all the verbal drama, there was plenty of tension in the tennis. Well, uh, uh, listen, Stan has been coming in with fine form the last couple of rounds, and he continued it. First set and a half, he looked exceptional here, moving the ball around beautifully. And when that one-handed backhand is flowing, it really puts Stan in such a brilliant position. Takes that first set. Second set now, match point up, drops a big first serve. He's able to try to put away things with the forehand, hooks it. Catches it long and wide, not able to close things out. Moves into a breaker, still with a little bit of a lead. But if Rooney here finds himself into the net, he's gotten a little bit more comfortable at the net as well, which we love to see. We all know how well he strikes the ball from the baseline. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after being match point down, massive for him, takes the second set. So now we go deep into the third set in about an hour and 15 minutes after having the first match point. Stan slowly works his way up to get another. And at 37 years old, still got the wheels moving well. We all love to see Stan play well. He's returning into four. 
Match point here. Backhand clips the net. Big forehand still covering the net well, even at third hour of this match. And Bowman gets it. But, Steve. You got nothing to say now? You got nothing to say now? Oh, he, he wants all the smoke. Well, you heard Stan ask if he was okay first, you know, because he had been looking, he had seen the trainer, he was kind of looking like something was wrong, so he asked if he was okay, and that was Runa's response. That, that, was a, that, that was a concerted choice there. I mean, it looked like it had been bubbling up for a little while. Paris was in the back of his mind. We talked about it yesterday, and, and look, I am all for players showing their genuine self. I, I think that is a good thing on the tour. That particular interaction didn't uh, did, did, didn't quite sit right with me. Maybe. Yeah, but that that is his genuine that, self. That, like, that, what are you talking about? That, that, and he's shown us what he showed us who he is now. Like, th he gets therein in, lies the rub. He, exactly. get, he gets into people's <laughs> kitchen all the time. But like you said, it was it was, it was very <laughs> intentional. Like they shook hands. He looked away. It, you could almost see him thinking about it. Here, should I do it? Okay, I'm done. And then he goes, Nope. I want some more. <laughs> I want some more. And like I I just listen. I was nuts i was polarizing i did some things i'm not proud of never to a three-time grand slam champ am i doing that at the at, at the net ever uh it, it's weird because i'm sitting here going if i'm his coach i'm probably saying hey let's dial it back a little bit let's have but as a tennis fan i'm like heck yes this is like an episode of bravo let me get some popcorn this is great <laughs> well, <laughs> andy you you bring up a good point i mean look you you kind of let it all hang out out there yeah but you know you were you were very you know well liked in the locker room and so forth do you think do you think that's an important aspect that, that young players need to keep in mind <sighs> it just matters if you care like i i cared that Andre Agassi liked me. Like, I, he was my idol. I cared, you know, uh, about kind of a genuine respect level. And I wasn't liked early. I promise you that. Like, that was, it was, it was maybe a, a little bit more gradual. Um, mine was probably more, you know, crowd stuff or, you know, kind of going too far with come-ons or whatever it was. But that was like an intimate moment to say something when someone's six inches away from you, be like, you got nothing to say now? <laughs> like, as if they're younger than you. <laughs> you know, it, like that was yeah. that was. Had you I, had, I, I got some time for it though. Yeah, had, had you ever had somebody come at you like that before though? Because obviously, this Stan started it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know. I, probably, you know, I, I certainly wasn't one to, uh, you know, shy away from a uh, animated conversation if it needed to happen. Um, but I was just shocked at like, it wasn't during the match. It didn't seem like there was stuff going back and forth. It seems like they were kind of teetering on the edge and maybe giving some looks or whatever. And then it seemed like it was over. And then he's like. I want more. I want to bring this conversation back. I'm going to go after Walringa again. Walringa was almost surprised. I think, you know, you shake hands and then you're walking towards the umpire. It's almost put to bed. If anything's said, it's almost like on the way up or during the handshake. Uh, I can't wait till they play again. Right. I'll tell you that much. I mean, you've played Stan before. What, what's he like? Yeah, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for the saltiness. Like, he, he's, he's a pretty salty dude sometimes when it, when it ain't going his way. I mean, we had, you know, a, a couple of things back in the day. I don't think either of us was right. Either of us is wrong. Uh, maybe situational. But uh, we're, we're kind of focusing on Rune. But, you know, Stan has some time for the back and forth also. <laughs> I love it all. Episode of, episode of Bravo yeah. right here at Indian Wells. Uh, I, I hope it transfers to whatever tournament they play next. Moving on, Andy Murray, Jack Draper, Battle of the Brits. Murray coming off his first straight sets, straight sets win of the season. Told me he wanted to keep winning so he could join Roddick on set uh, facing young Brit Jack Draper. Yeah, and Draper's got the, he had that forehand up the line going. That was the way he was, he was going to kind of protect Real. He's not going to win kind of going, uh, this was, you know, shows, flashes the athleticism. 
uh, a little bit, but his serve, the way he's able to swing it out wide, look at where this one lands. It's to the right of the Rolex clock on a slow court that you don't get a lot of slide on. That is some serious movement. He went to that well over and over and over again today. Uh, Murray, listen, you give him space, and he's gonna, he said, talk to me a little bit, talk to me. Let's, let's make the kid feel this moment. Uh, that is strategic, and I'm here for it. Uh, Murray, you know, playing this point as if it's, you know, four all in the third set, uh, probably down to his last couple, but Draper can create some speed on that forehand side. Once he kind of figures out, you hate to see it end like this, but it is nice. Not quite the Rune Marika uh, <laughs> ending to this match. Nice to see the respect from uh, young Draper to uh, to one of his tennis heroes, Andy Murray. Yeah, awesome to see. And uh, Draper now guaranteed to finish this week ranked above Andy Murray. We got the tantalizing, terrific Taco Tuesday, Prakash. All 16 in action. Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to see the 13th meeting between Zverev and Medvedev. And nice little opportunity for Francis down at the bottom there. I, I mean, I think he's been playing great tennis. You know, might see him be able to sneak into the semi. Who knows what could happen? All right, over on the women's side, Caroline Garcia. Leila Fernandez, rematch from the Australian Open, won by the Frenchwoman Chanda. This was just as close. Uh, this was such a battle. You wouldn't have known it from the start of this match. Garcia in clear control playing measured tennis we are used to her attacking and playing inside the court but she gave herself a lot of margin and you know didn't overplay was able to get the lead in this first set and take it 6-4 but in the second set things turned completely around this was set point for Layla Fernandez and the forehand angle she's able to create after getting to that shot this shot was a beauty and it set her up going into the third set having a lot of momentum but caroline garcia again just showing the experience showing all of those match wins coming into play was able to make some aggressive moves and some critical moments got off to a quick start in that third set and there was just very little place for fernandez to go into that was set point close it out in three the lion, the bumblebee, and as always, it's a hashtag. Fly with Caro leads the WTA and aces at 11 more. Now a tour leading 17 wins for last year's WTA finals champion. The Sweet 16 looking fantastic today. Sviatek, Radikanu at the top. All good matches. Sabalenka, Krejcikova at the bottom. You got Coco and Pagula in there as well. More TC Live on the way. There's a Scandinavian surge on the ATP Tour. It would be rude not to tell you how their tennis roots have been reborn. Welcome back to the Southern California desert, leading you up to first ball, the BNP Paribas Open. As always, TC Live comes your way every day, 1 p.m. Eastern. Then it is 12 hours of live tennis from Indian Wells with encore coverage until play begins the next day. And while they came up dry in the desert, John Wertheim explores how Scandinavian tennis is no longer barren. If the book were titled The Rise and Fall of the Great Tennis Powers, you might focus on Scandinavia. From 1974 to 1992, 18 years, Swedes won 24 men's major singles titles. 24. Roughly one out of every three held in that time. Bjorn Borg, 11. Mats Vilander, 7. Stefan Edberg, 6. That's not including doubles. Players like Anders Jared and Jonas Bjorkman and Christian Rude 
feasting on trophies like, well, they were those little Ikea meatballs. For a region of modest population and a climate not exactly conducive to year-round tennis training, Scandinavia was to tennis what Scandinavia is to furniture design. But then a fallow period. Swedes that once populated the sport's highest ranks, they were harder to find than parts for a Saab sedan. Thomas Johansson was an unlikely winner of the 2002 Australian Open, the same event that in 2018 Carolyn Wozniacki won, her only major. And that's it. Only two major singles titles won by Scandinavian players over the last quarter century. Lately, though, the pendulum is swinging back, hard and with topspin. Most notably, there's Casper Rude of Norway. Yes, Norway. He's the son of Christian Rude and has been ranked as high as number two, this after reaching the finals of two majors in 2022. In Denmark, there's a pro player even younger and ranked nearly as high. Holger Rune, 19, who won 15 of his last 16 matches in 2022, including a takedown of Novak Djokovic to win Paris. One country over from there, in Finland, Emil Rusevori is 23 and already in the top 40. There's no obvious reason for this boom. In some cases, players like Rude have left Scandinavia to train elsewhere. In other cases, they've stayed local. Some have used federation resources, others have broken off. Still, find a draw sheet, look at the country codes, and you're bound to see those Scandinavian crosses. It's a reminder that this sport is truly global. And it's a reminder that, like shots in a rally, national tennis fortunes bounce back and forth. Thank you, John. Taking a look at the Scandinavians currently in the ATP Top 100. Kasper Rud, Holger Runa lead the way in the top 10. Then you got Michael Emer from Sweden. Emil Rusevori had a great tournament. Just lost. Very close match to Alexander Zverev here at Indian Wells. We talk about Holger Runa, Stan Vavrinka. Rud and Runa got into it a little bit at Roland Garros uh, this past year. Andy, who do you think has the biggest upside of those guys? Gosh, it's, it's so hard to say, Runa, considering what Casper Ruud has accomplished right. in majors already. Um, getting to the U.S. Open final when uh, a lot of us dummies like me said, you know what, he's probably a clay court player, right? We, we want it, we're in a rush to define him. Then he goes, you know what, I can make the finals in Miami. I can make the finals of the U.S. Open. Hasn't won, you know, three matches in a row uh, in a long time now, struggling a little bit. Uh, it's weird because what we kind of complain about with Runa and how demonstrative he is and, you know, how he kind of talks to anyone and, you know, I think that's probably going to serve him well. I think that makes him, he's got a little bit of, bit of an edge, kind of me against the world uh, type thing. But I will say it is, I, I, I guess, rude because he's proven in, in three out of five sets. I guess he could win it first because he has the body for it, the fitness for it, kind of the, the mental calmness uh, to get through it. But it's just great to see Scandinavia back on the tennis map. Uh, growing up, Edberg and Vlander, and it was just such a part of the fabric of tennis that it's nice to see uh, a bit of a renaissance. Beautiful to see all those names up there. I'm, I'm going to lean with Andy. I, I think I think Holger has has a little bit more upside, and and I'll actually I'll actually take the the under on this. I think Holger is going to come out and win that first slam. Mm. 
that attitude where he truly believes he should win every match. Now, now you can go in thinking, you know what, I got a good shot to win. I've worked really hard and so forth. But actually feeling like I should win regardless of who I'm playing against, it's tough to teach. You, you, you can work to get there. But it seems like this kid just, he has that. And that goes a long way, especially when you're playing the absolute best in the world. And um, I think that's, that's going to count for a lot. And the kid works really hard. And... Um, you know, it, it's tough to say, but beautiful to see him and Casper at the, at the top right now. Holgaruna, the only one of that group that has won a Masters 1000. Yeah, he beat five right. ten, top ten players on the way to winning in Paris-Bercy last year. But Rude has been to two major finals already. Chanda, what do you think? You know, I like Runa's upside only because of how he plays, that style. He can play in these different areas. He has such an a aggressive attacking mindset. I mean, he was making some moves instinctively uh, into the net, and I think that can pressure players in different ways, and it will allow him, I think, to transition to the different surfaces. Certainly with what Rude has done already, it's hard to imagine, uh, you know, more upside per se, but I think for Runa, that style, it, it's a little more exciting too. So I think he could eventually become more of a fan favorite. Maybe he mellows out just slightly. I mean, I could still do the edge, Andy. <laughs> he's but only a teenager. Yeah, yeah, there's still time. So he's still learning. But I, I do like his game, and I think it, there's plenty of upside. When the big three are all gone, I think both those guys end up being major champions. Andy had a great career against Scandinavians. Let's take a look at this. Uh, battled folks from Sweden, Denmark, Finland. How about, who who was uh, some some Scandinavian player that you had a, a real good competitive matches with? Well, I was I was kind of on the tail end of the the generation like Ankvis Bjorkman, uh, Thomas Johansson. I played him in a, a Wimbledon semi, and then I grew up with a guy named Joachim Johansson, often forgotten, never mentioned with like the biggest servers of all time. But you show me ten people that have ever hit a serve harder uh, than that guy. I remember going to. Uh, a junior youth cup thing where I was about, you know, five feet tall and still I, I, I could dodge raindrops. And then all of a sudden you see this guy who's already six foot two serving one thirty. I'm like, this is a different thing. I should probably just maybe stay in, uh, stay, stay in Texas, but, uh, good to see. I mean, the, the, the camaraderie that they had, uh, always professional Bjorkman couldn't have been nicer. Enkvist couldn't have been nicer. Uh, probably nice, nice when I didn't deserve it. Um, so I, I'll always have an affinity, uh, for, for the Swedes. Soderling was a little nasty too. Yeah. Oh he God, was, I forgot about he was, he was no joke. For, for a couple of years. You didn't want to... He, he came out and just punched you in the mouth straight away. He was kind of mean, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Runa. He was, he, was, he was the first mean Swede, maybe. <laughs> and, and it was so cool, Prakash, we got to spend some time with uh, Bjorn Borg on the, uh, the set the other day. And he's got a son, Leo Borg, that's coming up, too, that we didn't even mention. So the Scandinavian yeah. tennis is on the rise. Much more still to come here on TC Live. A reminder that Tennis.com, the best way to keep up with the BNP Paribas Open. It's easy. Just scroll down to see live scores. Click on all scores for a full list of current live scores, match results. You can check out the men's and women's draws. Get access to full match replays on TennisChannel.com. That's the spot to go to. Tennis.com. Much more coming up as we lead you up to first ball here on Tantalizing Tuesday in the Desert. Andy, Chanda, Prakash, Steve, back with you here on TC Live. Emma Raducanu trying to reach the fourth round at a WTA 1000 for the first time. Chanda, she would need her best win by ranking since taking the U.S. Open. And she started off quickly, Raducanu, playing inside the court, getting the swinging volley there on her third set point. In the second, though, Haddad Maya would turn things around. Got the break with powerful ground strokes, able to step inside the court and play on her front foot. That allowed Haddad Maya to take control, but 
Raducanu at 3-all. Really impressive the way she took on this moment. It's been a while since she's been able to win multiple matches, three matches in a row, but she took a little risk coming in, moving forward, and I think that is how she is going to continue to grow in terms of her game. Took her four match points, but finally got it done, and this was an emotional win. Yeah, you see what it means for Emma Raducanu. Three wins in a row for the first time all year. I haven't really prepared for this tournament. I haven't really practiced. So uh, to come out here and play at this level and be competitive is, is a great sign for me. And uh, I did put two great weeks in back home in London. And to see those coming through and showing uh, on the match court at crucial points sometimes is, is really exciting for me. Speaking of exciting, Emma's next match against the world number one, Iga Sviantek. Uh, she, what, what chances do you give her against Iga? Uh, I don't like her chances uh, against Iga, but I love the fact that she's playing consistent tennis again, mixing up pacing. When you kind of rewind to that U.S. Open that we all talk about and hope for that type of form with her, she wasn't trying to go through people. I don't know that she has the, the, the stroke production to do that consistently. There, she was hitting these like fadeaway forehands up the line, getting it up and out of people's zones, was really kind of had uh, a grasp on the contrast of when to pull the trigger, when to kind of lean back and, and use her speed. And you're starting to see that a little bit again and the fact that she won a three-setter she lost so many tight three-setters over the past 18 months we, we we forget that every match she won at the US Open was fast and it was one-way traffic so this is a new dynamic for her I love what we're seeing and she said I didn't have you know expectations for this tournament might have been the first time in about 18 months where she hadn't had any expectations yeah she's you know rounded into playing some really nice tennis and I think that form at the US Open being able to open up the court hit down the line you know taking the ball a little earlier I I think that is how she makes her game a little bit bigger. And, of course, the serve, really being strategic with that shot. That being said, against Iga Sviantek, it is going to be tough to really push Sviantek around with the way Raducanu plays. Maybe she can come in a little bit more, try to create you know, some imbalances there, the way Andrescu kind of did, especially in that second set. But Sviantek, she's been playing so quick. She's been you know, so fast off the mark, also hitting big. It's going to be a tough ask for Raducanu. Yeah, look, there's, there's no getting around it. I think we're all on the same page in that Emma Raducanu playing good tennis, th this, is, this is just a sensational thing for the WTA. She's, she's a wonderful star. I think she's got a great energy about her, and, and she brings a lot of people to watch. So uh, huge signs for her to be able to win three matches in a row, and she, she, seems, she seems happy out there, which, which we all love to see. This matchup, I think the biggest problem, as Andy and Chanda talked about, you know, it, it, where, where the weapons are going to punch through Iga. You know, sometimes Emma plays a little bit too vertical. If she can kind of get a little bit more over the sidelines, try to get Iga out of the middle of the court where she's so good dictating play. I think that's one aspect, maybe coming in, trying to play some short volleys. Again, just anything to get Iga out of the comfort zone, which we saw Bianca do a little bit, just tough to keep up over the course of two out of three sets, especially on a court like this. Late night, under the lights, 11 Eastern. We've got it for you right here on Tennis Channel. Maybe she should go back and look at some film of Barbora Krejcikova, able to beat Iga Sviantek, also able to beat beat Arena Sabalenka in Dubai after getting bagled in the first set. It's, it's the Taylor Fritz jinx, right? You don't bagel somebody, then, then you go on and lose. That jinx doesn't exist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor would beg to differ, and, 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 and Barbora would say, listen, I, I came back against Sabalenka. Would she say that, though, the jinx? Yeah, she might not say it, but I'll say it for her. <laughs> well, break down this matchup for us. 
Um, you know, I, I like Krejcikova's chances here on these courts. She's starting to find her game again, and she plays a big game. I love how she addresses the ball, how smoothly she hits her shots. She can also open up the court, hit up the line. Her serve is sneaky quick. She's got the volley and the hands at the net. Rina Sabalenka, though, she's been playing at another level. She's got the power. She's got the confidence now, and she's actually playing with a little more margin. This match is a little bit of a toss-up. I might give Krejcikova a slight edge maybe um but Sabalinka has looked so good it's so tough to go against her right now with with how consistent she's being as well I never thought the day would come Steve but I think I'm gonna go against Chanda <laughs> on this one I, I think you know Chanda's always right I, I, that that's the problem for I, me today. I, that's the problem my husband says that's not true <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm leaning towards arena look she, she's she's at 86.7 percent on service games one leading the tour and when she's got that serve together it just it just takes so much pressure off the rest of her game we all know how good she is from the baseline she's she's supremely confident this year of course Krejcikova does have that win over her mm -hmm. and Krejcikova, along with Andrescu, uh, as we talked about, I think just one of the most dynamic players on the tour. She's so comfortable up at net. She can make you feel uncomfortable in so many different ways. I just think this court, Arena's going to be doing the one who's pushing her opponent around, and um, I think she'll get the better of her player. Prakash said it earlier, Andy. Uh, there's an opening in the bottom half of the men's draw. No Stefano Tsitsipas. Francis Tiafo, he hasn't dropped a set yet, hasn't dropped more than three games in a set. What has impressed you most about Big Foe? Well, obviously moves great. Just the consistency that he's been able to develop because before like, he'd have a good week, he felt like he might have been satisfied. He'd go away for a couple of weeks. Now it feels like he has the belief uh, the belief that he should be in the fourth round every week. He should be in the quarters. He's looking at the bottom half of that draw and going, okay, this is my half of the draw. You know, Medvedev's down there, but this isn't his favorite surface. We've heard what he's been saying about how slow it is uh, early in this, in this tournament. So opportunity knocking for Francis, and he proved last year at the U.S. Open run. He likes it when the lights are on him, and, and that's a, not everyone can, can say that. Uh, some people do say it, but a lot of people are lying to you. <laughs> I think the big, biggest thing for Big Foe is the fact that those those little periods and matches where you have those 10-minute gaps, those 15-minute yep. gaps, where he kind of goes on a little bit of a walkabout, it seems like he's cleaned a lot of that up. And when he's doing that and seems just uber-focused, now you're letting all the play come out. You're, you're coming into the net at the right times. You're picking and choosing the right shots. He has a lot of athletic ability. So decision-making, a huge aspect of his game. What I want to see today, I want to see some fireworks. I mean, both these players love the crowd. Very few people more than Francis. But Tabillo, in that last match against Jordan Thompson, he had some sort of a celebration at the end, spinning, spinning like a DJ. He's, he's feeling the energy here. So I'm hoping for some uh, healthy, healthy, good fireworks. Yeah, I think this will be a nice test, a, a good match for Francis Tiafoe. They played a couple of times at the lower level years ago. Both players are in completely different places in their careers. But I think for me, Francis Tiafoe, he's hungry, but now he's got the game to back it up. Now he's got the tools in his tool bag, you know, to put it into play in matches in tight situations. He's gotten more consistent, as, you know, the two gentlemen have talked about. And I think a lot of it boils down to his self-belief and where he sees himself in the game. And, you know, I think the sky the limit uh, for him, but if he's got to keep being aggressive, he's got to keep using the serve, pulling the trigger, and hitting out on those volleys. Don't drop volley every time. <laughs> Not every time. Listen, yeah, yeah. listen in. Yeah. Prakash rocking some of those uh, desert tones today. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just I brought my good stuff because you know, you know, my guy, my guy sitting over the years, so I had to bring the good stuff today. <laughs> well, you can watch all those matches on TC Plus, and here's a way to get 20% off uninterrupted coverage. Scan that QR code on the screen or go to buytcplus.com. Enter the promo code SERVE when subscribing. This special initiative available 
during the Sunshine Double, Indian Wells and Miami. We will break down more matches when we come back. Welcome back. We are moments away from first ball, leading off on Stadium 2, the six-seed Coco Golf, taking on Rebecca Peterson, looking for a little revenge against Peterson. Well, we've got coverage of Indian Wells also on Valley Sports and T2. Our dynamic duo of Leif Shires and Jen Michael Gamble with the call. Matches featuring Maria Sakri against Karolina Pliskova, then Andre Rublev against Cam Norrie. We will be on T2 all the way until 9 Eastern tonight. And that leads us right into Chanda's FanDuel pick of the day because look at this. Oh, I my mean, goodness. The Chanda. But you're up to – that was a that was huge yesterday. That's the most you've won on any match. Well, I picked the underdog. I think that was the first one where I picked the underdog. Yeah. I, mean, I took some risk. Get, you're getting swaggy. Had a, little, had a little diversity. I could take a little more risk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you better stick around later. Chanda's taking us all to Novo. You guys, you got all that money. She got, she got to spend it. We still haven't figured out the conversion of Chanda. Oh, Chanda's to real to like money. US currency. Yeah, 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 yeah to yeah, real yeah. money. There's got to be a big conversion yeah. there. Multiplier. I, I'm, I'm actually shocked I'm still here. I'm just going to go place my bet for the day. <laughs> yeah, right. And you never have to come back. No. If you don't want, we'd love to have you back. Never, there's a, like a weight to your pick now. It's like six for six. You're, we're only <laughs> four. We're like, who, who is it? <laughs> FanDuel match preview. Who, who, who's Andy putting his money on? I'm picking Andre Rublev. All right. Yeah. We got I mean, my avatar needs a little work, Andy, up at the top. That's supposed to be me. But, uh, but, but Andre Rublev, I think he's got the game. You know, this was a tough one and a little more of a toss-up. But Rublev does have the advantage in terms of the odds. So I'm going to go with FanDuel odds and say okay. Rublev. He got to the semifinals here last year. Yep. He started gaining some confidence on these courts. And he has got a big game, Rublev does. All right. So going back yeah. to the favorite. Andre Rublev, we'll, we'll see if he can get you some rubles, some Chanda bucks, some yeah. all that we'll glory. See. I mean, it's still tough because Nori's a champion here. He is a so, champion. Yeah, yeah. And he got to the quarterfinals last year. This is like one of his favorite events. Yeah. But do. what Chanda says is right, no matter what. <laughs> no matter Can't what go against her. Says. <laughs> uh, the, the overall match preview of the day, Jesse Pagula, Petra Kvitova. They played earlier this year, Andy, in the United Cup, which the United States won, but Petra Kvitova actually beat Jesse when they were down there in Sydney. Yeah, listen, it's, it's, it's basically what we're breaking down is Kvitova, the upside, when she's striking all cylinders, uh, has proven multiple Grand Slam champion. We know what Jess Pagula is going to be there every single day. She has become the model of consistency. She's like a human ATM machine at this point. So, uh, you know, a lot of it's going to rest on if Kvitova can get the ball through the court and, and pass Pagula. But, you know, day in, day out at this point in their careers, you probably, you probably lean on Pagula. I think you lean on Jess, but a little interesting there. Might take the plus three and a half games mm -hmm. with Petra. Could be a little, could be a tight match. Maybe a little four and six. Petra's going to hold serve quite a bit. So um, if I'm going with a bet, that might be the one to take. Well, that, and that's what it's all about. It's all, it's all about making Chanda bucks, rubles. <laughs> Prakash bucks aren't worth half as much as Chanda bucks, though, so we just stick with her. No, 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 we, we, we want to make money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just exactly. <laughs> Reminder right now, FanDuel giving all new users 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. Win or lose, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now. Start making every moment more. What's trending on social media? Andy, check out the dexterity on this human. They say someone they they someone called him the Slim Reaper. Yeah. Uh, why we haven't named Daniel Medvedev that yet? I don't. I don't know. That's lost on me. Um, I, I can safely say that uh, I wouldn't be able to do this, Steve. There's a lot. There's flexibility. There's general fitness level. There, there's a lot of things.
think Andy, 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 don't lie to the people. I, I saw you in the locker room before the 2003 U.S. Open no. final. This is how you were warming up. No, this is. You got a stick. You <laughs> were in your drawers in I, the locker room. I also like through that thing. Who, who would have thought so many people would be like? They sent out a memo. Hey, the guy's gonna try to stick himself through a racket. Everyone, come. <laughs> Everyone, go, come immediately. Out there. <laughs> don't want to miss this. That's amazing. And there's clearly a strategy to it, though. He got one leg in first, yeah. and yeah, then the body. The strategies be super skinny and flexible. <laughs> Is that a normal size rack? I mean, it looks like a normal it size rack, like 97 or maybe that's a 100. I don't know. I got. Still, it, was, I mean, it was pretty easy the most impressive. part. They had a little trouble getting the getting the caboose. All, yeah, he had to shimmy in. a little. Like, how do, how do you realize yeah. you can do this for the first time? Right. <laughs> 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 You're sitting around on a Sunday, like you know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to fit through a racket. <laughs> and then you take it on the road. <laughs> get everybody to show up. Yeah. Uh, Chandis, you, you got to go call the match. We'll I send got you to the booth. I do. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go uh, from four wides to three. We, we will miss you, but we'll look forward to your call. A slim Reaper. Coco hey. Golf, <laughs> getting ready to go. Her her warm up is not fitting herself through a tennis racket. Check out Steve Tigner's three to see on tennis.com, and we're gonna talk about it next. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by FanDuel. Make every moment more. All right, just a couple minutes away from first ball. Time for that hot shot of the day. Roddick, it's all you. Uh, Alcaraz going, that's a nasty little slice. If he brings such bringing shots like that into his repertoire, and I'm not actually sure what the hot shot is because I thought it was going to be Alcaraz doing something crazy, but it turns out it's just Greek Sport hitting this shot, which... You know, Steve, I know you're a great player, but you make that 99 out of 100 times. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really sure. I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting. I was like, okay, it's gonna, he's going to do something crazy here, or it's just going to be that. I don't know. But anyways, any chance to celebrate Charlie Alcaraz, we're, we're good with. Absolutely. And the wheels, he's fast as who? I think he's as fast as anyone since Prime Leighton Hewitt. Wow. Man, love that. That's a roadrunner right there. Safe flight order of play. Golf Peterson, that's our first match here on Tennis Channel. Stadium 2 on Stadium 1. It's Medvedev and Zverev, the former champ from last year. Taylor Fritz taking on Marton Fucevic, who's got uh, guns that rival you, Prakash. Uh, I mean, the kid's not coming to play. I mean, I, he's <laughs> dialed in for the stage, low body fat and all, but problem for him on hard courts 0-16 against top 10 opponents so mm. I, I think I think the surface Taylor's going to be able to just sort of pummel his way through Fucevic a little bit pretty impressive win though earlier in the event taking yeah. out Deminar who just won Acapulco but um, but I'm leaning towards the American yeah bicep to bicep they might be even Steve but sideline to sideline Fucevic way faster I'm just telling you that as far as this matchup goes though I just love what I've seen from Taylor Fritz you don't know how someone's going to come back and defend a, a tournament right it's, it's always a weird situation you know doing it for the first time here an event that means so much he's looked great you know he did what he was supposed to do against Baez went out and clocked him one and two which is a scoreline you don't see in pro tennis uh, very often I think Fucevic is gonna have to do something great I don't think the moment's gonna be too big for Taylor Fritz so I agree I, th I think uh, Fritz rolls all right how about Carlos Alcaraz Th this guy knows what it's like to be at this stage I mean he's been number one in the world Jack Draper coming off 
a big win, emotional win, taking out Andy Murray. Yeah, I think the, the thing you have to look for is how was Draper going to be able to defend his second serve when it's a little bit slower uh, at night, right? He's going to win the points where he hits a spot on his first serve. He's going to come out of his shoes sometimes and hit some flashy winners. Is Alcaraz going to be able to access that backhand all night? I think he will. He's going to find a way, especially playing that little Chippy Magoober that he's been hitting the last the last couple of days. Chippy Magoober. That's going to allow him to get the pattern that he wants. You know, Roger used to drive me crazy with that one, hitting that little short one and kind of begging you to do something with it. Look for that. But the stat you're going to want to look for is first serve percentage for Draper and how well he's able to defend uh, second serve points. You're like, he, co he covered it all right Well, he look, last time they played, it was a very tight affair. 7-5 in the third for Alcaraz in Basel. But the surface, I think, going to make a big difference and um, open up those opportunities, as, as Andy pointed out. All right, here is Coco Goff coming out. The only time she's played Rebecca Peterson before, it was uh, Midland, Michigan back in the day. Brett Haber, Chanda Rubin will have the call. We'll be on the desk all day for interviews and updates. 12 hours of live tennis. Terrific Tuesday in the desert. Starts next.